The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Manamana. Gut, 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 gut. Manamana. Hey guys and girls, what's going on? Kevin Goatee here. Pa-pow! Time for another episode of Gutting the Sacred Cow Podcast. This week, we've got Will Leach to talk about why Jojo Rabbit is an extremely overrated, undeserving turd. Before we get to it, hey, make sure you go check out our new sponsor, and that is athleticgreens.com. And make sure you, when you go there, it's athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. If you want to advertise with us like Athletic Greens is, make sure you go to guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. And you know we love those reviews. We cannot thank you enough for those who do so. And we love screenshotting our favorites. Without any further ado, here is Will Leach on his maiden voyage on this podcast as he attempts to go after Jojo Rabbit. Gather round, here's what I know. You shook Sinatra's hand. That's on you. Kevin Israel, I know this is going to be tough, but I have no idea. Ocean's 13. I always like that. Quote. Wow, that's that's an obscure one. <laughs> I scroll down. I know. I said, that's why I said the hard one. I'm not going to give you shit for not knowing that one. Believe me. You shook Sinatra's hand. I love that film. I'll get stuck in. I wonder and- if anybody has ever said that quote. <laughs> Uh, we do when we're when we're going to uh, in the terminal in Vegas. We'll say that on the way out there, as we do every year. Kevin Goatsey, Kevin Israel, back. How's it going, folks? I hope you're enjoying magical films like Wonder Woman with good old Ralph Sutton returning and Dark Knight and oh Bill Schultz and Joanne Guest hosting on our guttings. But who cares about that? Because right now. We've got an Arizona Cardinals fan ready to watch a playoff <laughs> game because he's excited for them. Will Leach, am I getting that correct? It's Leach like Leech? the sucking parasite. Right. So, yes. Uh, just, uh, middle, middle, middle school was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah tr- tr- try having goatee with the name that's spelled too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I hear you. But at least you could try be, and be named after an all Jew country. <laughs> this is the holy trinity of shitty last names <laughs> but leech you could at least have like the brian leech the uh, 1994 rangers standout norris trophy winner stanley cup winner i'll add as well 
Yeah, my dad's name is Brian, but he knows nothing about hockey. Oh! So I, I lived in New York for 13 years, and I'd be like, hey, it's my dad, Brian. They're like, Brian Leach! I'm like, no, yeah. both Brian's are spelled differently, and he has no idea what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> so. he, he, would, he, he would have gotten an inadvertent hug from you. Go, Brian Leach! Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> yes. 94 was magical! It was very confusing to him at every old dead spin party that we would have in New York. Every sports <laughs> fan party, he had no idea what was going on. I gotta say, I was a little hesitant to allow Will's selection because a lot of people have have chosen it. I was on the fence, but Will convinced me to take down the 2019 version. Version. It's its only film. Why can I say it's a version <laughs> up? Will's chosen Joe Joe Rabbits. 2019, a budget of $14 million, a box office haul of 90.3 money. 90, 90, excuse me, 90.3 million. And being where that were only two years and change away, I decided not to do. 2021 conversion, Kevin. No need for that. But oh, with inflation lately, it could have been significant, though. You might have missed out on something impressive. You know what? I'll let the fans do it if they really give two shits. Here we go. Uh, IMDb, as we all know, is a scale one through ten. Kevin Israel, what do you think? I'm sorry. I go to my guest first. Excuse me. Will Leach, IMDb one through ten with decimal points. What do you think JoJo Rabbit scored? 7.6. Ooh, Kevin Israel, what do you got? Uh, I think it's higher than that. I'm going to go 8-9. One of you has one right number. The other you has the other number. 7.9 on IMDb. Wow. IMDb. Wow. Kevin Israel, Rotten Tomatoes, critic score. Let's hear yeah, it, I Taylor. Like the, I feel like the critics love this. I'm going to stay with my, uh, with my score uh, earlier. I'm going to go 89. How about you, Will? What do you think? I'll say a little lower, uh, 82, 83. Will is going to take this one, 80, which shocked the living wow. piss out of me, too. Wow, I really <laughs> I thought this had 98 written all over it for the critics. Well, the thing about it is that it's terrible, so that hurts it a little bit. <laughs> but uh, but uh, well, we, got, we got a live one. I, you, <laughs> you think? <laughs> hey, hey, Will, what do you think the audience decided to give oh, yeah, this they, film? I'm sure, they, I'm sure they ate this up. Uh, I'm going to say, um, uh, are we talking cinema score? Or are we talking the Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten uh, Tomatoes. It's still Rotten Tomatoes score, Will. Uh, I would say 92, 93. Which one? Can only do one. 92. 92. Kevin Israel. I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go 78. Oof. 94. Holy <laughs> shit, really? Wow. Also shocking to me. I'm very surprised. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Quotes! I'll burn down the house and blame Winston Churchill. And that's it. This film is not fucking quotable at all. Who are we kidding? <laughs> Who are we kidding? Kevin Israel, how about yeah. you? Did uh, a quote happen to sneak its way onto your legal pad? Um, I think I had one. Um, oh, <laughs> I, for one, am cursed to look incredibly attractive. Yeah, I, uh, I I I echo those sentiments. How about you, Will? Any quotes jump out at you for this film? Uh, I, I the 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 quote that I think sums up a lot of my frustration with this movie is a uh, no no no. I know I said German shepherds, but I didn't mean. And then they cut to us uh, like an old. Uh, they cut to a group of German shepherds as if like suddenly this movie has turned into a Zucker Abrams Zucker movie. <laughs> and, uh, it was my first like wait so you, like like you realize that Scarlett Johansson is going to be hanging in like ten minutes of screen time after right. this right? Like one of the many many problems of this movie is this total lack of understanding of tone. And I felt like the German shepherd joke was a pretty good example of that cute but no one's been quoting any of those lines anytime soon to anybody nope. Nope. so five fun facts five fun facts five fun facts and 
And I'm going to preface my five fun facts by saying, Kevin Israel, this is the lamest collection of five fun facts I've ever, <laughs> I've ever scrubbed the internet for. And, and I'm excited. One. I like lame five fun facts. Oh, this is, the, the, let me tell you, I spent a good 10 minutes looking for five facts, which is about eight minutes, much longer than it takes me to five, five fun facts. Number one, Sam Rockwell decided to do his character, uh, as he called it, Bill Murray with a German accent. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it- that was exciting. That was a good one, Kevin. Mm. <laughs> uh, Cinderella boy, uh, here to Gusta, and ich ein Berliner. <laughs> Taika Waititi intentionally did not research Hitler as, quote, what a better fuck you to the guy. It's true. Fascinating. It's By the way, all, Taika- all, all, the, all those people that have researched him, they, they, they love it. <laughs> like no people hate people research him because he's horrible like right. it's okay like i guess it's an excuse to be lazy I think. bonus five fun facts for that big i guess it's a bonus six fun facts taika waititi's polynesian and jewish i did not know any any of those existed kevin israel being you're the uh, jewish fellow on this podcast is there something yes, that we well, missed my my judar picked up immediately <laughs> that he was a polynesian yeah. brand of jew indeed did not know that they uh, they were around. My yeah, polydar we, uh, we, actually we spread out throughout the throughout the world. We're everywhere. <laughs> Even when you guys are doing, you know, the never mind. I was going to say like Samoan shit. I just don't <laughs> picture that. Sam Rockwell appeared in a best film nominated for three straight years. Uh, uh, the four billboards outside of Ebbing, mm. Jojo, Jojo Rabbit, and Vice. Oof. You never saw it? it's it's good. Um, I don't think I saw it. It's it's a it's a if you yeah it's a it's a plain film. I'll put it like that. It's the I saw it in the theater. I was like it's fine, fine. Imagine Hitler explains how he survived the von Stauffenberg because he had bombproof legs. The thick legs of the table, the oak table, had saved him. Von Stauffenberg, if you recall from the film Valkyries, played by Tom Cruise. <laughs> Again, the dregs of five fun facts. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is like the Chuck E. Cheese effect. This, you thought that one was a bottom feeder. Get ready for this one. Rebel Wilson spent a month in Prague for filming, but only filmed for seven days. What a vacation. What did she do I'm for those other 24 days? Prague is like- fucking awesome. I love Prague. I, there's plenty to do. There's like all people that go, like all Americans, or I guess she's not American, but all, but yeah. all people from, go, from like all Americans that go to Prague, they go to Prague, of course, to hang out with other Americans. That's that's what you do. No, you go to hang out with you go, you go Canadians and Australians and yes, Brazilians. I mean, and that's who yes, I ran into when I was out there. And here we go. So with that being said, Kevin Israel, I think I think Will's itching. And I'm dying to hear this because I have thoughts. That I sure shit know that you do, too. Kevin, let's let Tim go out there. I'm sorry, Will. I, why I say Tim looking at something else. Let's let Will go out there. And let him see if he can match his own pal, Bill Schultz, and see if he can actually do this for once. Guts. Gut. The, the sacred, sacred cow. cow. That was very smooth, gentlemen. I just want you to know. <laughs> Did it come um, through fine? Because, because it, with the internet lag, it always comes through delayed and people shit on us for that. But it always it's, and I and it's always perfectly even for me. It is me too. <laughs> it's that first syllable that gets tricky, and then when you jump on, it's yep. like a drummer, and then the knowing when the guitar guy jumps in. Yep. Perfect. Sorry. Go ahead, Will. 
Okay, so there is um, famously a Jerry, Jerry Lewis movie called The Day the Clown Died. It was, it was so, so famously awful that Jerry Lewis tried to basically hide it from existence. I think, uh, uh, I think it was uh, Gilbert Gottfried uh, talked about how he saw a secret screening of it one time and says it's so much more horrible than you could possibly imagine. But you, you can't watch it. And, of course, this movie was about Jerry Lewis, written and directed by, and starring Jerry Lewis. About, wait, wait, one, uh, one second, one second to interrupt you. Would yes. there be a better film to Mystery Science 3000 oh. than that film with Gilbert Godfrey? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Get, that would be pretty wonderful. Get the balloons ready. Why is he wearing clown shoes? Ooga. All right. I find it a bad sign for the progression of culture that this movie famously that Jerry Lewis uh, is about a guy, a clown that, that goes to Auschwitz and tries to cheer up all the uh, sad, dying children uh, in Auschwitz. Uh, that 30 years ago, 40 years ago, that movie gets hidden away and uh, no one can ever talk about it. And then in 2019, I would r- argue a pretty roughly equivalent movie gets nominated for Best Picture and makes and makes $90 million. I really, like, I like Tiger with TV. I, I actually think the, the Thor movie is pretty good. I think uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is pretty good. I, I love what, what they do in the shadows. I love the show. Like, I, I, he is generally on the good side, though he's horrible and free guy and generally not good when he, like, pops up in, like, wacky supporting performances. But this was a movie he made famously because his mother read this book to him and he loved it this movie is this imagine i remember when we watched uh i remember when uh, wes anderson made grand budapest hotel and people made fun of him because he then in the wes anderson style he would not use a swastika symbol it's like too too real and too hard for for a wes anderson movie but i actually feel like mo- that movie tackles some pretty ugly stuff in the kind of wes anderson way in a way that i think it kind of earns this movie is like idiot offensive awful wes anderson Watiti, for some reason decides to do a ton of wes anderson cutesy cutesy quirky stuff in this movie that never ever ever works and everything in this movie is completely underlined there was a moment this is the whole point. The whole idea of this movie, right, is there's this kid who, because he thinks that uh, because he's in he's in the Hitler Youth, but is he's ten, he th- he doesn't really th- realize the ramifications of everything. He just has Hitler's imaginary friend and wants to be a cool Nazi kid because that's what kids want to do. That's the whole movie. A whole hour and a half of the movie, we've established that Hitler's his imaginary friend. We'll get into what these horrible performances Hitler in a moment. But uh, the whole movie is about this idea. An hour and a half in, he's talking to the to the Jewish girl that, that, they, that his family has seen in the walls. She literally pauses and says, "She." I wrote this down. Literally pauses and says, you know, you're not a Nazi. You're a 10-year-old boy who likes to play dress up and wants to be in a club. You're not like them, which is literally yep. what the first hour and a half of movie has been about. And what he can't still help but underline one last time. And what happens right after that? cut to his stomach and butterflies are going across. Do you get it? He's got butterflies in his stomach because he loves this girl. Like, with, like, listen, I think what he is funny and I think he's, I think he can be a clever filmmaker, but here I think in his desire to try to make something big and important and, and, and choosing this kind of weird Wes Anderson pseudo kind of visual style he just goes completely off track in this, like, there's, like this movie is not funny Listen, yeah, I, I'm always I'm always wary of like talking about whether something is offensive or like everyone everyone has their own notions of this. But certainly, I feel like this movie does not earn any of its weight or any of its whimsy. Uh, it is a total mess. There's one good act. There's one good performance in the movie. One, two good performances, but one 
performance gets close to what the movie should be. Stephen Merchant gets kind of close to what you can imagine the movie should be, and that he's kind of funny, but also kind of scary and kind of creepy. And there's that sense of menace and kind of amusement is there. Everything else is completely uh, terribly off track. This movie sucks. <laughs> this movie is truly, truly terrible. And I don't like to be like, I know this is the Getting the Secret Cow podcast. It's fun to, I know we love to vivisect these things. I was actually a little scared when, when our friend Bill asked me to come on because I'm like, I love movies. Like, I'm always, I'm, ne- I'm not really good. I'm not good, the one that sits there and Will, goes, Will, by the way, we love movies too. We just, of course. Hate, oh, I know, I know, just, I know, I know. We just hate when shit gets put on a pedestal that doesn't belong there. Or, of course, we, of course. Or we defend, like, no, no, asshole, you're wrong. Yeah. Right. Here's right, why. Right. So I didn't mean to apply that you were hating. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I just wanted to clarify but, for you. But my like my strike zone is to want to like things. Like I feel like even the worst movie is in its own way a miracle for existing at all. Like I always kind of go in with that mindset and want to give it the benefit of the doubt. But then there are certain movies that make me just want to throw things and I get angry that this exists. And I get particularly even more angry. I will confess, Don't Look Up is another one of these movies that makes me angry, but let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, I will just say that like this is a movie that – Ordinarily, I like to do a grand spectrum of like, you know what? Some movies aren't for me. Some movies appeal more to other people. I don't, I, I don't understand why you like it, but I can still respect for the fact you like it. This movie, I am immediately suspicious of a person if they say, oh, yeah, Jojo Rabbit is great. I'm suspicious of the sense of humor. I'm just suspicious of the sense of taste. And I'm suspicious of uh, really a whole bunch of other things. This movie really, really sucks. Wow, that was a pretty. That was the old drive-through version we got there, Kevin Israel. Yeah, but I, I like the, I like the, the passion. I really yeah. like when somebody. Really I, mean, I can hates. go for another three hours if you'd like me to. I will go. I mean, forever. you, you go, you go as long as you want to. If you have, if you have more bullet points, Will, we're not. You have as much time as you want to. This is the blank canvas for you, friend. Well, I, okay. Well, well, if I may, then while well, I, I will sure. go through my notes, then I see at a certain level, like one of the things I find frustrating too. This is something I didn't like about Don't Look Up. Actually, this is a movie that never once challenges its audience in any way, shape, or form. At every moment, you're all supposed to wink and be like, "You're smarter than the people in this movie. You're ah. you get the joke." I hate movie. That's one of the things that drove me crazy about Don't Look Up. I feel like it's even it's a little bit more offensive in this movie. I think it's just as bad in Don't Look Up. But this movie is a little. This movie should be more. I don't know. Serious is the wrong word, but should have more, be more serious minded than that. But like every single moment, like everything the rebel, like uh, rebel, uh, uh, I was going to name rebel Wilson. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is like, like, I actually think she's funny and she can be funny here. Every single thing that she does here is constantly winking, 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 winking across the board. I think Sam Rockwell, it's I never heard that Bill Murray, uh, German Bill Murray thing. I like, it doesn't really work, but I also see like Rockwell at least is like, there's a little, He's, he's, he's playing an actual character. He's trying to play an actual character, even though it's, he's kind of ridiculous. Rebel Wilson is just like straight, terrible pratfalls, really from start to finish on this. Uh, the movie, the, the, the worst way to say this in part of the movie is like, oh boy, it's so clever that it uses the German version of old time pop songs. Like, just mm-hmm. like you get it because, like, they, the Beatles did a version for German audiences. So did David Bowie. It feels like the lamest possible thing. And of all the moments in this movie that wanted to throw stuff at the screen, I will say it is cued in earlier when they talk about what will you do when you're free? Well, I'll dance. But like, 
really <laughs> like the, the 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 musical i've never been so angry at the david bowie song like ever like how do you get angry that you're a david bowie song the, the the way it tries to justify that ending particularly after like the this the to go from the moment where he realizes his mother has been hanged to hey montage sequence where he's playing board games with the with the with the jewish girl who he's convinced is still the war is still going on and she will have to stay in there forever uh to where they're dancing at the end frighteningly short uh, uh, amount of time i i i'm not going to belabor the point <laughs> like this movie this movie is really 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 terrible and misses the point so many times that like you know i get whimsy i get quirk i, I like the idea of taking serious topics and trying to have fun with him but this movie the is just not a disciplined enough director to get the billion different tones that you have to get right in a movie like this. And uh, uh, it was like a, a last thing on don't look up. I really hated don't look up. And I was, I've been very, I, it's very frustrating to me that people have liked the movie. I actually found myself thinking, okay, yeah, but don't look up has this Jojo rabbit does this worse than that. <laughs> Jojo rabbit does this worse than don't look up. There were several moments where I, where I realized, I think I actually like this less than don't, don't look up. I, uh, again, I, I won't believe the point anymore, but it, uh, it's uh, it's very bad. Noted. I would love to have a. I would love to have a conversation with you about how bad "Don't Look Up" was. I didn't yeah, see uh, it, so you two can do that on oh, your own fucking oh time. My goodness, I wasn't <laughs> suggesting we do it now, <laughs> sir. Hence, I said I would love to. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Will, give me a number one to ten of Jojo Rabbit from your opinion. Uh, it's it's a one. I think it's true. That's what the show's I, about. I, I, when I first saw it, I probably would have given it like a three on your scale. It's so much worse than I, I didn't like it the first time. It really is so much worse. I want to emphasize the Stephen Merchant thing actually for just a moment because it's an example of what this movie could have been. He instantly shows up and he's funny. Actually, the, the, the fact that everybody has to say Hail Hitler to each other in that scene is actually kind of funny. Like that's actually not a bad idea, kind of a clever thing, a good little gag. And he, but, and he gets that tone right because he's legitimately menacing. Like there is something scary about him. Stephen Merchant is famously so tall and like there's a moment where he leans over to Sam Rockwell. It's a kind of a, a good, funny clipper, uh, visual joke. But while he's funny and while he's deluded, you're also, you feel legitimate menace from him in that scene. That's what this movie could have been. But of course, which he's such a such a lazy plotter that remember that happens like literally at the exact wrong all of a sudden oh look at the moment where the where thomas and mckenzie has come out and finally been able to walk around the house for the first time oh looks like the nazi guys are at the door but don't worry whoops hey look sam rockwell's here too like that like he's he there, there's a lack of like thought and logic for the way he constructs his scenes they're they're all just about the easiest possible immediate reaction in the glibest one so uh that that, that 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 even that scene which is i would argue has the best some of the best stuff in the movie because merchant is so kind of like precise in that scene that uh even that scene kind of falls flat gotcha uh, the heil hitler thing was very funny when they did it in spies like us with doctor doctor <laughs> this was yeah. just a complete yeah. retread yeah. of that scene yeah. that's true and brain donors that no one else, again the film that no one else saw that about eight of us have seen kevin flip a coin you want to go first or should i i'll go first because i think mine are going to be pretty quick all righty then so i agree with everything will just said except for how much i hated the movie um this movie, and I've said this before about other movies, there was a very good movie buried somewhere in this, and he just got lost in himself. It feels like every actor in this movie is acting in a different movie, and it's, it's almost like the, like the multiverse. Like They're all kind of running parallel to each other, but living sort of different lives. 
Rebel Wilson in this is a disaster. I don't get what movie <laughs> she's acting in, but it's a completely different. And I don't mind. I think Rebel Wilson, and I agree as well. I think Rebel Wilson has been funny in some stuff. She's a one trick pony, though, where they're like, you're the crazy, awkward looking Australian girl who we're just going to put in and she's going to be self-aware of how she looks and, you know, make jokes about that. And it's like, OK, that's that's funny for something, but she should move on from that. And she really hasn't. And this part, I think they thought they were going to, and she still ended up being basically the same person. I love Sam Rockwell, and I, I can't think of too many parts. I can't think of anything right off the top of my head that I don't like of his. I think he's a brilliant actor. Um, and I think he was one of the highlights of this movie, just because I like him as a character. One of the things that drove me nuts about this movie, the choice when you have a movie that's taking place in a, in a, in a, in a foreign country where you're, they're obviously speaking a native language, but they're, we're doing it in English to give them the accents of those people. I don't know what that, I don't know what, it's like, oh, we hear a German act, they must be German. Like, they're all walking around, they look German. They're in Nazi outfits, they're in, you know, them forcing them all to do bad German accents was painful. I would have preferred that they all just spoke with their normal accents, and we just got the joke that they were speaking German. Because you mean, never- you mean like, Chris, like Chris Pratt did in Wonder Woman? Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. <laughs> how fresh we, we just did wonder woman a few weeks ago that's why it's it's fresh in my mind <laughs> but a hundred percent that's exactly exactly what i mean um takika 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 taika watiti i always yep. get his name bad awful in this absolutely awful he i don't know i don't know if it was ego that made him be like i'm gonna be the hitler in this movie but just completely ridiculous and not in the same movie as anybody else. And I get that he's supposed to be an imaginary friend, but I think it would have been, it would have been funnier. And I say funnier because nothing in this movie was funny. It would have been funnier if he actually played the part straight. If he played it like, like he was really Hitler telling him all this stuff instead of dancing with them and being all comical, it, it was terrible. He didn't look like Hitler. He didn't sound like Hitler. It just, it didn't work for me at all the then there was the little fat friend who was apparently indestructible who just keeps coming back i don't know what that was about everything every element in this movie that was supposed to be comedic failed and failed miserably and the (laughs) fact that this movie was nominated as a as a comedy is offensive to anybody who's ever tried to be funny in the history of time uh sorry kev that said there are part elements of this movie I really like. I really like the little boy's relationship with the little girl. I it, it was a little awkward at points where I was like, "Is this supposed to be going romantic?" But I liked that. I really, I really liked the, especially when she first shows up and it almost had that like she seemed like the girl from The Ring. And I, I really liked what they did with her and him and the and the evolution of his character. And yes, they absolutely did spoon feed us what was going on with his character and they, they could have been a little more subtle about it, but I really liked that relationship. I liked the relationship that the kid had with Sam Rockwell's character. I noticed I don't bother to know anybody, any of the characters (laughs) other than Jojo. Um, I liked, and I liked what Sam Rockwell's character represented. I liked the heroic choice. I I'm, I'm a sucker for sacrifice. I loved what he did at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. That kind of, that really, that really got me. Um, so there were things, and you're right, Stephen Merchant, and Stephen Merchant's always brilliant, but he was great in this. And he, you're, you're, you're dead on, and I didn't even think of it. He was in the right movie. Stephen Merchant was, was in the right movie. Everybody else was like half a step off in one direction or the other of being in 
whatever movie this probably should have been. I Scarlett Johansson, stunning, terrible German accent. And I'm not <laughs> sure what mother she was supposed to be playing. At times it felt like she really loved the boy. At times it felt like she was trying to like toughen him up. At times she felt like she was over loving, but you did get the point across that she that she loved him and he loved her. And when he sees the, the shoes hanging, that is a moment, but I feel like something was lost and I don't know what it was, but the gravity of that moment when he realized his mother was killed, it didn't feel as, as strong as it should have been. And I think it's because of the tone of the overall movie that this was supposed to allegedly a comedy. And I think they, I, I almost think they did an injustice to that scene, which was the most important scene in the movie by, cause you're supposed to, you should have gotten really choked up. But it was more just like, oh, my God, it's her feet. And then he just kind of like, I don't know. You just never I didn't I didn't feel enough from that moment. And I again, I think it's because of the overall tone of the movie. But there was a good movie buried in here, and I didn't hate watching this movie. And I, I actually liked it more this time than the first time I saw it. First time I saw it, I walked away. I was like, that was a piece of shit. I really hated it. This time around, I liked it more. And I think I, because I invested a little more into the relationship between Jojo and, uh, and the girl on the wall. And I think I got more into that a little bit than I wore, than worrying about. And I almost, I completely ignored the imaginary Hitler part because that was just annoying and not done right. And I don't know what would have been the right way to do it, but that wasn't the way to do it. And it, it, Every time he was there, it just takes you out of the movie. It's like, oh, he's just here to be silly. And you're dead on about, I loved Free Guy, and he was the worst part of it. And you're dead on that he he should just stop acting. He should just stop acting. He might be a good director and a good writer. I, I don't like him as an actor. But I didn't hate this movie. I, did, I didn't hate it. I, I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. And, I, and it could have been a much better movie. Um, and I could just keep beating this horse to death man, making this point, but I think I've made it. For me, the movie's a five. Five. We completely forgot to do Ask a Gutter. So before I get to my notes, we're going to do that. So this is where Will, our audience, asked us to ask you certain questions. Ask a Gutter. you got to ask a Gutter. At Newark Night, good old Brandon Oglesby, what satirical comedy r- riffled, ruffled did Brandon, ruffle more feathers, Jojo Rabbit or Life of Brian? You can suggest a third if you want to. Uh, well, if I suggest a third, I would say Dr. Strangelove, but, uh, but of those two, I would say Life of Brian. Fair enough. Wicked Awesome at Matt3571, who cares about this forgettable movie? Where is your favorite place to get a sandwich? <laughs> Asking the important questions, hard hitting ones. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> oh heavens! Um, there's there's a, there's a there's a there's a wonderful old diner right down the street, that, down the hall from here, called the Ad Drug that I love to get my sandwiches from here in Athens, Georgia. Athens, Georgia. Hello, that's uh, my uh, Keith Olbermann impression. <laughs> Next question is uh, Lord Snurts, our old buddy. What infamous dictator would you want as your imaginary friend? <laughs> oh boy, um, I I feel like I feel like Mussolini would be like a handy guy for like you know like uh, if I if handy. I was in like a, a playground scuffle, 
you know, I feel like Mussolini would be of some would be of some use to me. I know he's imaginary, but I don't know. I feel like if I could conjure my Mussolini in a playground fight, I think that would be helpful. Handy is that he's going to help you build a fence or a deck or, <laughs> or help you help you help you fucking swing a hammer on your roof to replace some shingles. Whatever works, whatever works. <laughs> Next question. Um, this is from at Will Leitch because I don't have your Twitter name. Hi there. I'm sadly not joining you. In actual fact, I'm off home shortly for my tea, but that's because I'm an entirely different Will from the excellent guy you mean. <laughs> so I thought you're yeah. at Will Leitch on Twitter. No, and no, I'm not. Done. Yeah, poor, poor. He's actually, it's very funny. He is a, uh, he's like a reporter for the BBC in Northern yes. Ireland. Yep. And, uh, and every single, I'm a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan, and everybody hates the St. Louis Cardinals. So every <laughs> October, people just yell at him constantly, and he has no idea what what they're yelling at him about song music. <laughs> what is what is your Twitter handle for those folks? It's a uh, William F. Leach, L-E-I-T-C-H. That's uh, funny. I Google it. Go, That's got to be it, right? Uh, at Ty <laughs> Tannenbaum says, uh, life is beautiful is way funnier. I do think it's, I think it's, I don't, it's been once I saw, I don't know how much I remember being funny. But I, it is better. <laughs> like, like, and I, and I can't handle any more Roberto Manini. I think that two year stretch where we got a high concentration of him, I think wore me out on him forever. But I do not have the bad feelings about that movie that I do about this movie. At, uh, at Bango2331, here's my question for the gutter. Do you think you would have had the courage to stand up to the Nazis if you were a 1930s German citizen? Yes. Do you think, I'm oh, sorry, do you see yourself <laughs> as more as a resistance fighter or a saboteur instead? Or are you writing that Wehrmacht to, go- to glory? Uh, I'm probably a saboteur. I'm, I'm, I'm weak-willed by nature. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> what are you knocking, what are you, what are you letting out the airs of their, ti- of their tires and their Jeeps and shit? And their, their, uh, I would, I would have very, very clever verbal bon mots that I would uh, slightly, de- slowly devastate them uh, in their self-esteem. That would be the way I would get after them. Then they would click your heels and you'd be shot. Okay, next. That's why I need Mussolini as my imaginary <laughs> friend. At Bango2331, again, ooh, man, I love that movie, though I get that the satire could feel heavy-handed to some people or why someone may just not like it. Looking forward to this episode. Well, with good reason, Bango, with good reason. Uh, are there any other shout-outs? Negative. Okay. But before we do that, Kevin, we got a little bit more business to discuss. And that, of course, is our friends at Athletic Greens. Listen, we're drinking it every day. I drink mine in the morning. What about you, Kevin? When do you have yours? I also kick my day off with a cold glass of Athletic Greens. Nice. And here's why we're doing it. We started taking it because I want to help optimize the immune system. I already had COVID. I know it's not here. It's going to help you prevent COVID. But listen, I don't want to get any flus before I go on vacation next month. So I'm boosting my immune system. And here's the main reason. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. That's amazing about that. And it's only one little scoop in your water. Now, for all you health food nuts out there, get ready. Lifestyle-friendly meaning it's keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free. And less than one gram of sugar. Ah, oh, mm, mm. Kevin, what do you think this costs? Oh, man. For this kind of value and that much, I'd say it's got to be three, four hundred bucks a month. Less than three bucks a day, my friend. Just that amount to help you with your mental clarity and and provide better sleep quality. Sign us up. We already did. Best part about this is this. 
To make this easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you, the fans, our friends, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash GTSC, as in gutting the sacred cow. Come on. Athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. Athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. 7,000 five-star reviews. And, of course, we're asking you to give it a shot because we would not be asking you to do it if we did not believe it in ourselves. Athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com where every single goddamn day we're bringing you blog articles. We're telling you that doesn't happen. By the way, the new Scream movie has a few that doesn't happen in the theater. I was going, well, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Even for a Scream film, it was just silly. But, of course, movies that we've seen as well as movie news. And, of course, last and not least, movie quotes. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you also find all that sweet-ass merch that we have not been wearing on camera, Kevin Israel. Shame yeah. on us. Indeed. And, of course, if you want to advertise with us, GuttingTheSacredCow at gmail.com. Notes. Ah, there's the mug. boy. You have more, less facial hair than Vanna White does right now. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Two minutes in, and this is already cutesy-poo, pretentious horseshit. How long did it take Kevin Israel to slide his hands down his shorts and start filling with his nuts in this film? My guess is four minutes. That's oddly specific. (laughs) Satire. I love it when it's funny. Hopefully, at minute seven, you turns to that direction. It's the direction that we're currently in. Something about blonde girls and berets get me tumescent, but I hate the French. Isn't that ironic? Scarlett Johansson's German accent should throw itself off a cliff in Vormir, just like Black <laughs> Widow did in Endgame. I knew that would get you. People are going to watch this film and say, oh, yeah, that's right. Rebel Wilson was fat. You, by the way, you could put skinny Adele and skinny Rebel Wilson next to each other, and I will never be able to tell the two apart. Never. Why is it I love damn near all of Sam Rockwell's walls? You said it, Kevin Israel. The fucking guy is an underrated treasure. Yeah. I like Borat's description of the Jews much better than Rebel Wilson's watered-down version of that. Uh, 24 minutes in, and I may have smirked once, or maybe because I rubbed an eyelash out of my eye. I'm not quite sure. My biggest fear is that this film will inspire nerds to go to film school and write films like this called Mario Monkey, where a boy has an imaginary Benito Mussolini following him around. Dandy. I'm also a fan of alliteration. Can you tell? Uh, the best scenes with Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, the whole bonding mother-son scenes, that is, you guys hit it right in the head. That was the film we should have gotten instead of all this, again, Cutesy poo horseshit, as I said before. For all of you JoJo Rabbit fans, I want five. One, two, three, four, five scenes that are LOL and that you can defend. And I thoroughly invite you to come on this podcast and face the firing squad. Because if the Oscars are labeling this as a comedy, like they labeled The Martian a comedy, then you sure as shit had better label the the Zapruder film as a comedy as well. Because I've laughed the most, the same amount of times for all three of those films. The first legit laugh in this film, 53 minutes, where the kid goes, Jews steal penises and rabbis use them for earplugs. That was legit fucking funny. That was 
This film took longer to crack me up than that shitbox Napoleon Dynamite. Congratulations, a new world record. I'm still waiting for this scene where Scarlett Johansson gets topless, turns into an alien, and eats dudes. That isn't this film. Minus one point. <laughs> if you ever watch that, that film is terrible. Oh. <laughs> except for that scene. The Gestapo doing the Gestapo, excuse me, the, my great, my, my grandmother, uh, my German grandmothers would have a problem with me mispronouncing. The Gestapo during the Heil Hitler thing for three minutes got old real fucking fast. The one line he said, it's funny because it's true, did catch me on the blind side. <laughs> I never felt that there was any danger with these Nazis. There was, as you guys like the, the Stephen, I forgot his last name. There wasn't any danger. This was all fucking pratfalls and tongue in cheek shit. Most of these Nazis, case in point, Raiders of the Lost Ark and fucking uh, Last Crusade. Those Nazis were mean motherfuckers. And you're like, yep, they are not to be trifled with. This, no stakes in this whatsoever when it came to that. When they hung Scarlett Johansson, I wish they also hung who wrote this movie as well as anyone who lists this film amongst their favorite comedies. I would much rather see the story of the boy and his resistance-fighting mom, along with the Jewy escapee, than the whimsical horseshit jokes and make-believe Hitler. It's, you know where I'm going. <clears throat> Dropping the bazooka in it going off didn't make me chuckle, although I liked it better when Ray Dong Chung fired the rocket launcher backwards in commando. <laughs> I've laughed harder in the first 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan than this movie. How about you, lads? <laughs> Can we start the non-blowhard Oscars? Let's just round up all the critics as well as super fans of movies that don't consider this a comedy and would nominate films like Spider-Man No Way Home or the last James Bond film or other blockbusters for best picture. You know, films that people actually fucking like. The last half slash third of this film is decent. So much better than the earlier shit. The first time I watched this movie, I turned it off after 20 minutes. This is the second time I had to watch it, and I had to keep it on as an obligatory rule for this podcast. This film is easily front and center on the mantle for one that you tell your friends just so that you look worldly in front of them. No one is fooled. You're pseudo-intellectuals that quote BuzzFeed articles ad nauseum. Taika Waititi goes from amazing Thor Ragnarok to this stinky tampon of a film. Two points for the number of times I laughed. One point for the story unfucking itself later on. Total score, three out of ten. This film is a piece of shit. Wow. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I hate are you surprised I hated this? No. <laughs> no. Wes Anderson shit like this? Nope. Not on my watch. Again, the last third, I'm with it. The whole relationship with the with the girl got better, with the mom, all that stuff. Everything else, the the Hitler jokes, just you have to be funny to have a satire, guys. And this wasn't it. Now, let's get ready for an armada of blowhard assholes. Critics, five-star reviews. 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 Weak satire, almost saved by a surfeit of heart. That was a five-star review? Yes. I don't know what surfeit <laughs> means, so I'm just going to continue on like I do know. A lot. I, mean. I thought so. <laughs> I used context clues. I said, that's got a problem. Taika Waititi's hot streak continues with wit and whimsy. 
It's worth seeing, however, particularly for Sam Rockwell, who adds to his gallery of great supporting performances with a turn with a turn as a disillusioned Axis Army captain that nearly steals the film whole. Axis Army, he's a fucking Nazi. There's not <laughs> you don't waffle between the two. Like today, I'm going to be put on the going to put on the Italian uniform or the Japanese. <laughs> Taika achieves the impossible. Oh, no, he doesn't. A balancing an enjoyable mix between satirical comedy, heartfelt sentiment, and poignancy. I want that person to really describe that, break that down scene by scene where they mean those words. <laughs> Critics, one-star reviews. You know you make me wanna Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. And critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Jojo Rabbit combines Quentin Tarantino and Wes Anderson in the worst cop-out ways. <laughs> A fucking men. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit isn't nearly as funny or smart as you think it is. Despite all of its good intentions, this is an unpleasant, manipulative, and downright dangerous satire. I agree with every word they said except for dangerous satire. Yeah, that's dangerous. Much. <laughs> yeah. People are going to go try and do a remake of this movie? I don't think so. And uh, I'm going to say that we'll start off this next review by reading this. Oh, let's get ready to virtue signal and be an intolerable blowhard. The film <laughs> is technically starting from the same premise that racists are working on, that marginalized people have to work to prove their humanity. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. The, f- the problem for me is that it just doesn't strike me that it's daring or that funny. It doesn't offend me. It's just not that interesting. Right. Right. Fair. Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. My daughter told me to go live in joy. Ma, but since her terrifying death, I have trouble consistently doing this. And yet here is another message begging me to another reminder that there is magic in keeping present and all that you love and ever known and shown. My question is, why did she copy and paste her mother's prayer card onto an Amazon review? Spread the word. Watch this. It's not for the faint of heart, but still watch it. Fall in love with a Nazi or two. I know. Sounds impossible. But if you watch this, you'll see how. I can't quit thinking about how, about, uh, excuse me. I can't quit thinking about this movie. It makes my eyes water. It makes me cry. And those are not the same things at all. You don't have to be psychic to see our future. Just watch this movie. Signed, Mel Gibson. I can't imagine how faint of heart you have to be for this movie to be too much. Keep up Kevin Israel's famous soundbite. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, this is not, this is not a pearl clutcher, guys. <laughs> this isn't Jodie Foster getting raped on a pinball machine, guys. Dial it down a little bit. I saw this last night, and I cannot stop thinking about it. The movie is a complete, brilliant combination of comedy and art. Oh, I hope this person dies in a car uh, fire. They've never laughed once in their life. Yeah. I could not recommend this movie more. Please don't. I laughed from beginning to end at the same time. It had some of the most beautiful, beautifully emotional scenes I have seen in years. Do not miss this movie. This one wins my personal number one movie position for 2019. As with most years, the Oscars got it wrong. This movie should have won best movie. I was reluctant to watch it. 
not understanding what it was about. I am a Jew with many family members lost at Hitler's hands. This is the first time as a Jew that I've seen the human side of the other side. There are many fathers, sons, mothers, and children. Why didn't they just put daughters who were not monsters that had no say in forced being to, what, to do what Hitler made them to do? It was a frightening time for many who had no choice. Hitler, in all caps, okay, and many others who willingly followed him were the monsters. This movie is funny, sad, emotional. I thought it was so well done. I rarely purchase movies, but this one is a keeper, and I know I will watch it over and over. <laughs> Here's a narcissist who has to make the movie review about them. I just hope Taika Waititi writes a, a review about that person. If, the, if there's a movie done on that reviewer's life, just to turn the tables. Amazon one-star reviews. 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 All the depth of an SNL sketch. All the historical research 10 minutes on Google will buy. If you want to see how comedy and tragedy can be beautifully mixed in a Nazi-era film, see Roberto Benigni's Life is Beautiful. Beautiful, excuse me. And skip this high, high school dreck. This one's for you, Kevin. Sure. I will never order again a video from Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> it is unreasonable to expect somebody to be able to finish it within 48 hours. I have a busy family, and I was unable to get back to it within the frame, time frame allocated. So I spent almost six bucks, and I didn't get to see any more than maybe 10 minutes of the video. I am very <laughs> disappointed, and I have decided not to rent any more videos from Amazon. Now, let's pause for a second here, guys. Very disappointed. <laughs> Can you assholes who have a problem? Because we get this a lot. Well, a lot of these people are like, oh, 48 hours is not enough. Remember a little thing called Blockbuster Video. And if you rented a new release, <laughs> that thing was due back in 24 hours. But no one fucking complained. You're so old. I know. How can you not finish a two-hour film in 48 hours? <laughs> Look, I did. Again, I broke this up. It was so bad. I hated it so much. I broke this up into two different settings. Sittings, excuse me. It's so awful. But I finished there was. It. There was a movie we started to watch, my wife and I. I can't remember what it was. And we had to stop. I think we started too late and we were just tired and we turned it off. And then we started the next night. And I was looking at the clock and I said, you know, I think we might pass the time <laughs> of when this movie expires. And she's like, well, I'm sure they'll let you finish it. Like once you've started it. And I was like, yeah, they wouldn't just cut it off. Nope. It stopped 30 minutes before the movie ended. <laughs> and I just shut off. That's amazing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Looks like Amazon. And then we sat there and we were like, we were, we were like arguing over $4. I was like, we don't know how. I, it was a movie we hadn't seen before. I was like, I don't, we don't know how it ends. I was like, we got to spend the four bucks. She's like, we're not spending $4 just to watch 30 minutes of a movie. I was like, we don't know how the movie ends. <laughs> you know, I hate this movie, but like, you know, I, I look at some, I, I, my last book uh, uh, gets a bunch of reviews on Amazon. And sometimes I'll get frustrated when they like, they will criticize something. They don't think it's fair, but I definitely have never had them do like one star books are way too heavy and hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's precious. <laughs> Offensive. There was absolutely no humor in this, in this supposed comedy. We stopped after 10 minutes. Refund. Oh, Jesus. I did not mean to buy this video. My TV was, my screen on my TV was frozen and I was trying to get out of the frozen state. So I inadvertently got this movie, which I did not want, but there is no option to return it because it has been paid for. And in my attempt to try to get my TV unfrozen, about one movie, or, uh, about one minute or so of the movie has been downloaded. 
much to my dismay. I know it is a good movie, but I've seen it at the movies and did not want to buy it. <laughs> that was an excuse every husband's given about porn they rented at a hotel. Like, I don't know. I just I clicked the wrong thing. I didn't know they have those kind of movies. Sir, you watched the same eight minutes six times. I like the previous person who just typed refund in all caps as if like that would make it somehow yeah. a button. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> you think Jeff Bezos is sitting on that space uh, space launch X or whatever going, scrolling through and going, oh, I got to give Tony Mark LL473 yeah. is fucking four dollars back before I take off in case I blow up. Yeah, I didn't see it, but he put it in all caps. So now I see it now. So here you go. Is that like him yelling, Remix? (laughs) It was Christmas Eve, and my son Edward wanted to use his sister's Barbie dolls. Three hours later, he had all the dolls locked locked up in a birdcage and was was using spray-on hair conditioner to gas the Barbie dolls after he decided that Adolf would be his new role model to be more like the movie character Jojo Rabbit. Please note that my son is now asking for a model gas mask for his birthday. Signed, Aquafina. I love when the fucking crazy people, just the wise ass, just throw shit in there just to see if people are paying attention. Oh, we are. And sir, you or ma'am, you just became fucking fam- infamous. I'll say not famous. Kevin Israel, did Will Leach gut the sacred cow? God, Bill Schultz is going to be mad about this because it took him so long to pull off. But Will <laughs> did, as far as I'm concerned, in just one sitting, because I think he did gut this sacred cow. I loved all the points he made, and I agreed with most of them. So, yes, in my humble opinion, he did. Well, apparently the, the old cat is out of the bag that you find a film that we fucking hate. It's not hard to gun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which Bill took about six tries to figure out. He goes, oh, wait, they probably hate Superman. We do. And it took him about five or six tries. He got so mad. And, again, Joanne got on her first. And you got on your first. I will co-sign on that gutting, Will. Congratulations. Tell the fine folks what you're up to, where we can find you, all that good stuff. Yes, I encourage you to give uh, non-one-star reviews saying <laughs> books are heavy and, and hard uh, to my uh, new novel, How Lucky, uh, which is uh, out uh, from Harper, uh, is a novel. Hopefully people like it. I have a new one coming out next year. I have a news. I write uh, regularly weekly for New York Magazine, and you can see read my uh, free Substack newsletter, uh, which comes out every Saturday, William F. Leach, L-E-I-T-C-H dot Substack. Dot com. I'm on Twitter, but I'm really, really bad at Twitter, so I encourage you to use Substack and I can't believe you were right for New York Magazine and you hate this film. They're going to kick you out of the guild. Yeah, don't tell me. Don't, don't, don't let anybody know. They, they, they can't hear this, right? I think this is like this. I think it's, it's like uh, we're, the website. we're in the top 50 of Amazon film reviews, sir. People are bound to hear and report you as a. Uh... Uh, don't tell me. 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 No. Kevin Israel. I mean, I, sorry, did I say New York Magazine? I meant the Kansas City Weekly Review. That's what I mean. USA Today. Just no one reads that. They step over that as they walk out their hotel room when they check out. Kevin Israel, how about you, sir? Where are the good folks looking to see you these days? Uh, KevinIsrael.com. I will start doing uh, stand-up dates again in mid-February because my newborn son will have his driver's license by then. So I figure (laughs) that's how parenting works. So check out KevinIsrael.com for my upcoming dates. But more importantly, make sure to leave us a five-star rating and a quick few-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. I can't explain to you how happy... It makes Kevin Goatee. It makes me happy, but I really think 
it makes Kevin Goatee happy in the pants because I get constant texts from him whenever he gets good ones, uh, screenshots, and then they should go up on social media. So he will feature you on social media if you say the nicest things about him. We're basically conning you <laughs> to just say something nice about us. Compliments get you compliments get you on this podcast, dumb dumbs. Everyone ask everyone else has written something nice. It gets screenshot and shared. KevinGoatee.com for those very, very much on fire NFL picks. I am killing it of late. Thank you very much. Follow me on the Instagram. You see my daughter eating a cookie or or, or candy bar while I give said picks and gutting the sacred cow.com every single day. And if, like I said before, make sure you go out and you buy some good old athleticgreens.com slash GTSC for gutting the sacred cow. That's athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. And of course, GTSC podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, gutting the sacred cow. Will, it's been a fucking delight, sir. We appreciate Thank you, you coming me. on. Yeah. It was, my, it was my honor. Thank you very much for letting Great. me talk about this. Great morning. job. Any enemy of a Bill Schultz is a friend of ours. How about that? Oh, yes. He's, he sucks. <laughs> He's a piece He's of really shit. <laughs> I hate everything about him. Literally, <laughs> there's nothing positive about that person. You know who also says that? His mother, dad, and brothers. That's who does, too. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel. We love you, Bill Schultz. We're just teasing. Love you guys. We'll love see you me. soon. Take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.